0: accent, or vowel length quantity. He was very conscious of that because Marion Moore was doing that, and then uh, Kenneth Rexroth used that method for composing poetry, Um, seven-syllable line. It was also something suggested by uh, Chinese, Tibetan, and Japanese poetry, which is counted by syllables. That was in the air. People knew about that. So there was a um, an increasing mindfulness of syllables, uh, actually hearing syllable by syllable when you are thinking of the line, even when you are pronouncing it, and especially when you are arranging it on the page. So after a while the ear hears syllables. Uh, For those whose uh, breath is articulated into mindful speech, and those who uh, are so mindful of speech they can even teach speech, there is a question of how you talk and how you mouth your syllables and how you pronounce your consonants and uh, clarify your Ps and use your lips when you are talking. And that makes you more and more conscious of syllables, especially if you pronounce it aloud before audiences of 27,000 people. (laughs) Because through all that machinery, they got to be able to hear. (laughs) Or over a microphone in the Museum of Modern Art, it's also necessary to articulate so that each syllable is heard clearly, so that there is no mistake in the intention of each syllable. So that's a lesson that was learned by Bob Dylan, certainly. Uh, Williams had some sense of that uh, playfulness of mouthing, which goes along with consciousness of count of syllable. It's just a quality you uh, develop, uh, both the pronouncing and the pronouncing clearly and precisely and using your mouth, uh, but that leads to consciousness of syllables. That is, a consciousness of pronunciation leads you to be more conscious of syllable by syllable. And syllable by syllable mental awareness leads you to be more pronouncy. Marianne Moore uh, did uh, do uh, stanza forms by counting syllables and making arrangements of different butterfly wing like patterns of syllables, stanza to stanza. Obviously, second, there is accent, which is built into uh, earlier English prosody, so we hear it all the time. And when we talk, there is accent in the talk. I think. Williams at one point said it was uh, anapestic, ta-ta-ta, if you think when you hear, when I talk, you can say it might be some kind of dactyl. (laughs) Just if you want to refine your ear a bit and get out of writing ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta, iambic, or... If you want to get out of writing two-syllable rhythms, you might vary things a bit by getting into the custom of being mindful of anapest, ta-ta-ta. The basis of traditional English poetry and song was uh, the count of accents. The uh, accentual system consisting of ta-ta, 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 ta is um, iambic and Da 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 trochaic, da 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 anapestic, da 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 dactylic. Those are the simplest, and the nomenclature is taken from Roman and Greek count, which was count of vowel length, not of accent originally. Vowel length. Six feet because it was a dance rhythm originally. That's why we have the poetic foot, because these were originally danced to in the Greek choruses. So the, the chorus would sweep across the stage going ta 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 ta, or whatever more complicated beat they might have, like ta 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 ta, ta 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 ta, ta 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 ta, and at the same time chanting syllables to fit the meter. So that's why we have what we call the poetic foot, because it already comes, originally it comes from dance. Uh, Of course, what's interesting are the more complicated meters. Howl is written in in much more, uh, uh, basically uh, stress meters to a great extent, but they are Greek dance rhythms, the names of which I don't know.